Hi everyone, welcome back to Lorena's Diary with me, Lorena Zuro. In this episode, we are talking about childhood. Well, childhood can have a significant impact on individuals, shaping their beliefs, behaviors, and relationships. We could develop into the various experiences of childhood. So, such as education, family dynamics, friendships, and more. I think it would be very interesting to explore how childhood shapes people's identity and their perspective on life. It's important to define childhood uh, and its different stages of development. I'd say childhood encompasses a period from birth to adolescence with the key developmental stages such as infancy, early childhood, middle childhood and adolescence. Within these stages there are important developmental milestones and opportunities for learning and growth. I think it will be interesting to discuss how play, curiosity and imagination are to, um, you know, for the development of any child. Okay, so we could start by exploring the different benefits of play for children's development. Play has been shown to improve social, emotional, cognitive and physical development. It also fosters creativity and problem-solving skills, building confidence and self-esteem, and enhances communication and language skills. Okay, so one type of play that has significant benefits for children is imaginative or pretend play. This involves using imagination to create imaginary scenarios and act them out. This type of play helps children to understand the world around them, develop social skills, and practice language and communication. For example, when children pretend to be doctors or teachers, they learn about the roles of these professions and develop empathy. They also learn to make turns and share which are important social skills. Alright then, um, let's talk about physical play. This type of play involves movement and activity like running, jumping and climbing. Physical play is really important for children's physical development and health as it helps them to develop motor skills, coordination and strength. In addition, it helps to reduce stress and improve mood which can have a positive impact on mental health. And finally, physical play is also linked to better sleep and improved focus. Instructor play, also known as free play, is play that is child-directed and spontaneous. With no set rules or goals, um, you know, this type of play 
allows children to explore, experiment, and make their own choices. It also fosters creativity and imagination as children are free to come up with their own ideas and solve problems without adult guidance. For example, children may build forts or create games without any instructions. Instructor play is not only great for creativity and and problem solving, but it also helps children develop social and emotional skills. During instructor play, children learn to share, take turns, and copyright with others. This type of play helps children develop empathy as they learn to understand and care about others' feelings and perspective. It also teaches children how to resolve conflict as they might encounter disagreements while playing and need to find a way to solve them. This can help build healthy relationships and friendships in the future. There are a lot of factors that influence cognitive development in childhood. This might include things like genetics, nutrition, environment, and experiences. We could talk about some of these factors and how they impact a child's brain development and learning. We could also talk about how cognitive development changes as children get older and what that means for their learning and behavior. Okay, so we're going to start with nutrition. As everybody knows, nutrition is so important, you know, and I consider that it's important to understand that a child's brain needs the right nutrients to develop properly. Nutrients, you know, just like protein, iron, and omega-3 fatty acids are all essential for healthy brain development and studies have shown that poor nutrition in childhood can lead to lower IQ scores and can negatively impact learning and behavior. You know, so let's talk about iron as an example. Iron is an important mineral that helps with brain development and learning. Infants and toddlers need a lot of iron to help their brain grow and a lack of iron can lead to problems with brain development. In fact, studies have shown that children who are deficient in iron have lower IQ scores and are more likely to have problems with behavior and attention. They might also struggle with learning and academic performance. Now that we've talked about nutrition, let's talk about another factor that influences cognitive development, experiences. Experiences in childhood, including both positive and negative experiences, can have a big impact on brain development and learning. Experiences like reading, playing, and exploring can help the brain to develop. On the other hand, experiences like abuse, neglect, and Poverty can negatively impact brain development. One example is the experience of reading. 
Research has shown that reading to children from a young age can have a big impact on their cognitive development. Reading to children helps them to develop language and literacy skills and can even increase their attention span and ability to focus. It can also stimulate the parts of the brain responsible for learning and memory. It's great that, you know, I've mentioned education because, you know, it's something that I really want to navigate. Okay, so this is because, you know, different educational approaches and philosophies can also impact cognitive development. For example, traditional education models often focus on memorization and retail learning, while modern approaches empathize creativity, critical thinking, and problem solving. There are also different theories about how to foster a love of learning and a growth mindset in children. Some approaches encourage praise and rewards, while others emphasize process over results. Moving on, now we're talking about emotional well-being, which is just as important as cognitive development. And the two are often closely connected. A child's ability to understand and manage their emotions can have a big impact on their overall development. Nurturing, resilience, and emotional regulation skills is crucial for helping children to cope with stress, deal with challenges, and build healthy relationships. Children can also need to feel like they can express their emotions and have them validated by adults. Family and parenting play a huge role in shaping a child's cognitive and emotional development. Family dynamics like the relationships between parents and siblings can have a profound impact on a child's emotional well-being and their ability to regulate their emotions. Creating a supportive and nurturing home environment can help children to feel safe and secure, which is key to healthy development. And finding the right balance between parental guidance and independence is also so important for allowing um, children to grow and learn. Now, moving on, we're talking about cultural and historical perspectives on childhood. Well, this is an excellent point. It's important to understand that childhood is shaped by cultural and historical context. Because, you know, it won't be the same a person that was born, for example, in China than a person that was born in Italy. Nothing to do. Their cultures are completely different and the story, this history in the country will be different, of course. And this might shape... Um, a person's identity. Okay, well, as I said, different cultures have 
different perspectives on childhood also. And this can vary widely across time and place. For example, some cultures view childhood as a time for play and exploration, while others view it as time for learning practical skills and contributing to the family. Understanding the difference is essential for providing cultural and sensitive and inclusive support to children. Okay, moving on again, um, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, preserving the magic of childhood. This is such an important topic for me. And we live in a world that is constantly evolving with technology advancing at an unprecedented pace. While technology has many benefits, it's also too really important to recognize uh, the value of preserving the magic of childhood. That means encouraging children to engage in activities that stimulate their imagination and curiosity, like outer play and hands-on learning. And I think it's something that we're losing. Because, you know, now we got iPads, we got tablets, and you know, and other devices in where a child can have their games and everything. And I don't think it's really good because I've been doing my researches and something. And also I've talked about this with a teacher a few time ago. And it has nocive effects like that a child uses a tablet or other devices and for their brain it is so harmful you cannot imagine how harmful it is and one day I was talking with this teacher right and I remember that there, she was telling us a story and she said that you know she was in a restaurant or something and the mother gave like a the iPad uh, to the child and she was just so shocked because the mother of this child, child uh, gave the tablet for him to shut up, to be quiet and my, my teacher told that she was kind of shocked because it's so bad. She told us that it is really bad that a child uses technologies from a young age, I don't know, it was a baby I guess. So, you know, and I don't want to get too deep into this, uh, but it has nocive effects that are not good for a child's brain, neither for an adult. And, you know, we are surrounded by technologies all the time, or phones, or laptops, whatever, and it's really bad. It's really bad. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's really bad. And I'm not gonna lie that I'm the whole day, you know, maybe with my phone, with my tablet, with my laptop. And, you know, maybe spend many time because I work in there, but it is something that we have to avoid. It doesn't matter if you're a child, it doesn't matter if you're an adult, teenager, whatever, we must or we should 
avoid spending too much time on screens because it has no benefits really I mean you know it's better to avoid it but you know it's kind of difficult nowadays from my point of view so I guess if you want you know um, to buy an iPad to your child or something I guess the best thing it is not what they did to me my parents okay that they gave me like free free time screen time and that was that was horrible that's the worst thing that they could have done I don't blame them because you know I don't blame them but you know they didn't put me like kind of um, you know one hour screen time no they didn't I mean it was completely free and as a kid Teenager, um, you know, now that I'm a teenager, um, I think it's the worst thing ever. Because now I, have no, I cannot have an addiction to the phone that is kind of hard for me to live. And that is because my parents didn't say, okay, you're just going to use your tablet for one hour a day. Or even less than an hour. And, you know, if that have been possible for me that they you know they put me like a barrier kind of while using my technologies you know laptop or tablet I, when I was a kid I wouldn't have this addiction that I have right now because literally maybe I spend like four hours like a minimum a day it is not good and it is really bad for a kid Neurologically talking, it is horrible. I mean, you don't have the idea about how bad it is. You can search it. I'm not gonna, I shouldn't be going to the, but I consider it's really important. And now it's like, you know, I didn't have, I have free time, screen uh, time. And so that made me build kind of. Uh, you know, I would spend too much time using my tablet, playing games, maybe on YouTube or something. Okay, we're going back to 2015. Okay, and that's when I got my tablet, right? And I was like nine or so. And you know, since then I've been using that tablet till this year that I had to change it. But literally, this is insane. Okay, this is insane. I will be using it like five hours, I would go back from from school, I will have lunch and everything, and then after that, I will go back to school, and then after that, I wouldn't do my homework. I would be just the whole t- time with my tablet, playing games, playing games, or watching YouTube, or whatever thing. That is really bad, because um, it's really bad, and my parents would say nothing, they would be getting angry, and I remember that once. Um, you know, my brother and I, we were that addicted to the tablet that we wouldn't even leave it, like, any minute. We would take it to anywhere, it was awful. And I remember that my mom and my aunt, 
my aunt, no, excuse me, my uncle got really mad. You know what they did? They took me to me and also to my brother, the tablets, and they hide it from us like for a week or so um, because they were done. And I remember it was like kind of, I had, you know, this, uh, how was the name? I don't remember the name of right now. I remember, uh, whatever. The, this syndrome, this like, abstinence syndrome or something like that. It was like awful. It was awful because you can imagine how addicted that was. It's like, you know, if someone that eats tons of sugar or smokes a lot of cigarettes, literally, uh, if you, they've been, I don't know, eating big amounts of sugar or smoking a big amount of cigarettes, like huge. Um, let's say that um, they decide to quit. If they stop, literally they can die because of this syndrome. I don't know if you've heard of it. And the abstinence syndrome is basically that your body is too dependent to something, let's say sugar, and at the point that you'll be feeling sick once that you quit sugar or, you know, it, and I experienced this by myself, um, once that I decided to not eat that much sugar, I remember that I, I did like, I quit, like so hard, it was like, okay, I'm not eating this much sugar, whatever. I was feeling so sick, I will be feeling sick. So, I felt the same. I mean, not that huge, but I I would be feeling like headaches. I would feel like if someone something was missing, you know. You know, it was it was horrible. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. And now I think I could handle it more. But you know, because if someone right now took my phone, I wouldn't be that affected from my point of view because uh, I think I kind of control it more but um, I consider that maybe I will be feeling like this FOMO the fear of, mis of missing out and basically I will feel yeah like I'm missing something that's it but I wouldn't care so I don't know I don't know weird so really important really important um screen time okay <laughs> if there's like anyone that is hearing this and has childs or something or whatever uh please don't give to your child's um devices electronic devices till they're like um old enough to be conscious about what is going on and everything and if you do if you do give them like while they are i don't know nine or so Please set a screen time and, you know, just make them play with real games, not like maybe one that they have in their tablets or something. You know, just make them play some cards or, I mean, not cards, but I don't know.
like any game that they play with their dolls, their stuff, <clears throat> their stuff and all those things. Because for sure it's better for them rather than being the whole day with a screen. Um, and so in this way you can you could avoid or not avoid but you could decrease uh, the risk of being addicted to their devices. Okay. So you know moving on. <laughs> Um, milestones and memories are what make childhood so special and it is so important that a child you know sees the world and goes out plays that place with friends with kids you know um, with their parents and you know that they create memories basically you know by this, they create a sense of belonging and help to shape a child's identity. Whether it's a first step, a first word, or a first day of a school, these moments should be cherished and celebrated. They are what make childhood such a special and magical time. And I think we are starting to lose what it was to be like to grow up without any kind of technologies and the real childhood what is perceived as a real childhood from my point of view is being you know it's about to be gone or is there starting to be gone if it is not completely gone but I think it is it is not what it was, of course. Childhood is completely different now. And, you know, I think it is really important that we take back what it was real childhood. But does that mean that kids go out to play? They are not with their iPads, they, their electronic devices in general. And you know, that they really enjoy going outside, playing with other kids in the playground. And that they are not thinking about, oh, I have to, I don't know, what's this new video on YouTube from this channel or stuff like that. Because, you know, what is the point of that? I don't, I don't really know what is going on right now. And, you know, I think Charles should be able to read, should be able to have their books, their toys, real toys, not in digital, you know, such as a game that they download, um, you know, because they're losing memories and if they're the whole day with a screen, what is the point of childhood? Because literally my brother, for example, is younger than me, is a little bit younger. And in my mother's town, literally, he has, you know, his group, his little group, and I remember that he spent, I don't know how many years, um, but literally, I don't know, I would say it's like five years, a little bit less maybe, but four years, five, that it's time that they met with 
his friends um they will go with the, their tablets or phones just to play games on the phone they will need to play games on the phone instead of playing i don't know football or walking around or something instead of doing that they were literally sitting on the bank and playing games on their phones like that i mean it was so sad they from my point of view they um wasted their child years their pre-adolescence and it's kind of sad you know it's kind of sad and it is something that it is more common see little kids that uh, they are playing with their friends with their phones instead of meeting them in real life for playing an actual game in real life you know and it is something that we must bring back okay so <laughs> thank you so much for this wonderful discussion on childhood you know i think we covered a lot of important topics including the various factors that shape childhood, the value of preserving childhood experiences and you know the importance of celebrating milestones and memories and also the role that technologies have right now in childhoods and how we are losing kind of this real childhood of you know playing games and all this. You know, as we wrap up, I just want to reiterate how crucial it is to appreciate childhood for its inherent magic and wonder. It is a time that should be cherished and celebrated and we should all strive to protect the innocence and joy of childhood. With that, let me thank you again for this conversation. Thank you so much for hearing this episode you can follow me in the twitter account of this podcast Lorena's Diary on twitter and you know just remember to share this episode rate and follow for more and we'll see each other in the next episode thank you so much for hearing <laughs>